Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for... And here it is, Halloween 2020, and what better movie to talk about, my friend, than Halloween. Oh, the spooky classic. Hey, everybody, I'm Scotch from 1019 Jack FM. And I'm Bob Harris from the Mighty 790 KFGO, and we're going back to 1978, the John Carpenter classic Halloween with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. The 1978 masterpiece from John Carpenter, Absolutely. And he did it on a small, small budget of like $300,000. And I think it made like $70 million at the box office. Yeah, they did it was not incredible. Ex- didn't expect it to do well. In fact, a lot of critics were so snobby when it first came out that they didn't even review it. Ruthlessly simple, but fun. Still a very, very scary movie even today because it's, so, it's such a simple plot. A girl babysitting Halloween night and then the murderous Michael Myers. And that's it. You know, they don't tell you really much about him other than uh, what Donald, uh, Dr. Loomis, played by Donald Pleasance, explains to you about him. But he just walks steadily through the movie. He doesn't speak. He doesn't really have any motivation. You don't know why he's killing. And I think that's what makes it so scary. And you have to keep a close eye on him because there is one time where his face is revealed. Very yeah, briefly. Very briefly. But you have to do that. And it, then he just looks like a guy, you know? Yeah, just a regular, just a regular Joe, you know? Everybody to this day thinks... This was a Jamie Lee Curtis movie. But Donald Pleasance got top billing for this, and he got paid a wad of that $300,000 for playing this Dr. Loomis. And he only shot for five days. It was Jamie Lee Curtis's first movie, too. Yeah. And she was cast primarily because she was, uh, what, uh, Janet, Janet Lee's daughter? From Psycho? Yes, yes. Right. Janet Leigh and Tony Curtis's. Yeah, clever, yeah. clever casting because she sure, but, certainly carries it off. But she wasn't the first one. The first one they wanted was Anne Lockhart, and Anne Lockhart was the daughter of June Lockhart. But does she she doesn't have any horror uh, no, background, does but they she? Wanted her, they wanted her to be. She was first choice. <laughs> See, I think casting Jamie Lee Curtis in there, because you get that, that Hitchcock reference. I mean, if you're going to if you're going to get a, a psycho vibe to it by casting Janet Lee's daughter, what a, what a smart casting decision that uh, was. In my eyes, what I when I picture Jamie Lee Curtis in that movie, for some reason, I'm always looking at those white tights i never seen any girl wear white tights at that age, you know? I mean, I don't know why it is, but that's hey, very it's strange. it's 1978, right? <laughs> All rules were off. Disco era. Oh. But this is, so this is the first one. This is, uh, this is the classic. And what I like about this one is basically Dr. Loomis says he's evil. No conscience, no reasoning, just pure evil. And that's scary because later in the movies, they kind of start dissecting it and giving him a backstory. And they start saying that he's uh, the brother to Laurie Strode and all that. But I think this one is spookier because you have no idea why he's doing it. And it's not even that gory. So if you're squeamish, you can watch it. And it's really just built on the suspense, not the blood. I heard there was some blood uh, scenes that they were cut out at one time. I don't know. I think I JJ was telling me that. Really? That yeah. it was bloodier to begin with? And yeah. They cut some of it out? They cut some of it out. But here's another thing, too, that you were talking about. When I remember going to it, I saw the theater back in 1978. Okay. And there were a lot of scenes, like, for example, when, when Loomis is standing on the street corner, looking either side, either side, and all of a sudden the station wagon with Michael Myers is driving by, and he's got his back to him. And everybody in the screen, and everybody in theater is going, turn around, turn around, there he is. <laughs> yep. <laughs> everybody was getting into it. Turn around. 
The uh, movie is very sparse. There's always scenes where they're outside and there's nobody on the streets, or when they'll be inside of a house, like the room will be totally bare. And I think that really, again, that simplicity is what makes it scary. My wife and I always joke around that we watch the same horror movie over and over again, but I think that's because the best ones draw on this movie. It's just teenage girls that are either talking about boys or they're getting with boys, wink, wink. (laughs) And then the perspective of this sociopathic killer who's escaped from a hospital who's there to terrorize him. And then that's it. I mean, that's that's the premise. But the, the camera work, the music, it all just creates this steady feeling of dread and suspense. And I, I think Halloween is just so good. And there was a big savings on electricity because nobody in those type, these types of movies knows how to turn the lights on. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. There's two types of scares in these movies. that You've got the jump scares. And then you've got those long kind of lingering scares. And this one has both. And and the very opening shot, I think, after they show young, young Michael Myers when it's like 1963 or whatever. 63, yep. Yeah. And his parents drive up and they take the mask off him. And then you see that it's just a little boy. That camera pulls back and it pulls back for like like 30 seconds. They just focus on him standing there and the parents standing next to him. And it's such an unsettling image. <laughs> but it's weird, you know, because it's not like they would have just frozen like that standing there. But that's what he chooses just to leave them standing there. And it's scary. What was really uh, interesting, too, is as I watched some of the extras on, on the copy of the uh, DVD that I had. But there was actually two masks that they were considering for Michael Myers. And one was... That Emmett Kelly mask that you saw the little boy put on to do the killing. Oh, like the sad clown. Yeah, the sad clown. <laughs> and then they went to this, and people were calling it a hockey mask, but actually this was a reinvented, uh, reworked up William Shatner mask. Yeah. And uh, they cut the little big hole, bigger holes out of the eyes and smoothed out a few things. But that actually is William Shatner's mask yes. that Mike Myers is wearing. It's a, like a flat, white, unpainted William Shatner <laughs> mask. And later, it seems like in the other movies, they can't quite get it right. So There's, there's a couple other movies where the mask looks similar, but they kind of change it and alter it. But it, it looks the best in this first movie. And what's neat is this movie is filmed. I, I talk about how it's got this great atmosphere to it. But it's funny that it achieves that because it was filmed in the spring in California, even though it's supposed to be in Haddonfield in the fall. So, you know, you've got all these shots where they're walking down the street and there's leaves and they actually... (laughs) They had to like use these same leaves, and they would film, and then they'd scoop them all up and pick them up and move them to the next location because they only had a limited amount of these painted colored leaves they could use. I've heard that too. Only it was with broken glass from glass windows. They've had to oh, sweep yeah. it up and use it again for a little bit <laughs> right, later on. Right, for... but no, it looks. I mean, it gives you the feeling of a of a cool fall. Uh, in Illinois, but here it's shot in the spring in California. And you can tell, like, most of the trees and stuff are still fully green. Now, the guy who plays Michael Myers, or they call, I think he's billed as the shape. The shadow. The shadow, or whatever it is, yeah. Uh, he's pretty cool because he's got some really interesting movements when it comes to when he stabs people. He'll, he'll cock his head to the left and yeah. he'll cock his head to the like right. Like a dog is just kind of hmm, looking at something. I wonder what that was. What do, I wonder what I just did. <laughs> Yeah, that's the one. That's another shot where he's got the guy pinned up to the wall and the, like the knife just kind of holds him up there. There's that shot. <laughs> there's the one when there's the rainstorm when uh, Michael first escapes. And then I think that final, like towards the climax, when uh, Laurie is pounding on the door trying to get back into the house and Michael Myers is just like walking and walking, slowly coming up to her. It is so tense. Every time I see this movie, I've seen it so many times. Those scenes still will always shake me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And when she's knocking on the door, too, by the way, it reminds you of those days back in the 60s and 70s when uh, nobody wanted to get involved. She was pounding, mm-hmm. help me, help me, help me. Lights came on, doors came you know, and Looks all of a sudden out. the lights, <laughs> curtains shut, 
Everybody goes back like, in. Nope, I'm no, not going to get involved not, in this. No part of this for me. You always just see Michael Myers in the shadows, almost the whole movie. It's always distant shots of him. Not until the climax do they actually do close-ups of him. So, again, there's that feeling of mystery. I think so many horror movies, they show you the monster right away or they show you the bad guy. But you you hardly see him at all in this movie. That's true. That's true. And uh, keep an eye on it because it's interesting how he gets into the, was the work clothes jumpsuit that, that, he, that he wears in the movie. Yep. I mean, it's, you know, it's a little tidbit. To watch if you've if you've never seen the original. So Donald Pleasance, Jamie Lee Curtis, 1978's Halloween, directed by John Carpenter, who also did the music for it. Did we talk about that? No, yet? we didn't. It's a synthesizer score and just that simple. It's such a great five four time is yeah. what, he, what he said on the extras. Apparently, they originally tried to do it with no music at all. He didn't want to have any music, and then they ended up adding that score in later. And thank God, because that's that stayed with the movie forever. <laughs> and this this is one of the, you know Donald Pleasance made a lot of movies, and this is probably the one he's going to be best well you know best known for is right. doing Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. But I would say this is the best of the series. And then you've got oh boy, let's see, there's. They go up to number five with Curse of Michael Myers. Then you have H2O, which was 20 years later. <laughs> that one's also really good. That's got Jamie Lee Curtis in it. And then what do they do after that? There is Halloween Resurrection that had Buster Poindexter in it. No, 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 no. Buster Rhymes. That's the guy. Oh, yeah. Buster Rhymes. That's oh, yeah. Right. That was like the internet-themed one. And then what? There's the two Rob Zombie movies. They just did a Halloween reboot in 2018. With Jamie yeah, Lee 40th, Curtis. 40th anniversary, yeah. yeah. That one was pretty good, and there's supposed to be a new one coming up, but who knows when that'll finally come out with all of this <laughs> Not pandemic. this Halloween, anyway. <laughs> no, that would be scary. <laughs> Nothing but two huge thumbs up from yours truly, Bob Harris from KFGO. Same here. You bet. Have a great Halloween. Plunk down with some Halloween candy and popcorn and watch John Carpenter's Halloween. See you next week, everybody. Right, see you later.